When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. Welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much. Welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions. But the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? I'm doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it, Brian. As always, hope our listeners are doing well today, too. We certainly do appreciate your time here on the radio. Once again, questions or comments about our show, you can go to the website madronafinancial.com and email them to us from there. You can also call 844-MADRONA, and Laura will take those down. For you. On today's show, Brian, another group of good topics here. We're going to talk about knowing your annual cash flow cushion, also your legacy, the importance of a financial plan, and also the unique needs of high net worth investors. But first of all, Brian, I want to talk about a topic that we have touched on before. And that is what is in your financial toolbox. You know, anybody who's ever tried a home improvement project successfully knows that you need more than one tool in your toolbox. You've got to have the right tool for the job. And retirement planning really does require, at least successful retirement planning does require a lot of different tools, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And it actually goes beyond the tools. I was just kind of chuckling to myself. When you mentioned that, because uh, one of the books I wrote, one of the chapters talks about just because you own a bunch of tools doesn't mean you're a mechanic. Uh, I, you know, I've owned a lot of tools in my life. I've never figured out quite how to use them, though, because I'm not very mechanical. So even if you have the tools, you do know how, how to, you know, you'll have to know how to use them best, even if you have, like I said, every tool. That's exactly right. And, you know, I've got a lot of tools out in the uh, car garage and I know how to use most of them. But in my home, I basically have one tool and it is a screwdriver that you can put different bits on. It's got flat bits and it's got the Phillips head bit. And basically this one tool can do a lot of jobs, but it can't do everything. How does that relate to retirement planning? Yeah, I think it relates quite well because with retirement planning, uh, as I mentioned, there's having the tools available and then there's knowing how to properly use them. And so I'm going to split retirement planning into two areas. First, it's, it's more kind of the tools, and the second piece will be more how to use them. Now, the problem with a lot of folks that are trying to get help out there is they might have people, advisors in their life, that have tools available. Uh, they, they come to them, and they, they have the stock market, or they have annuities, or whatever. These are tools to accomplish different things. If you want growth and liquidity, potential growth and liquidity of your investments, you might choose a stock market investment. If you want security and guaranteed cash flow, you might choose an annuity. So they're different tools. And and one of the stories I, I like to share is basically people come to me and say, well, I'm not sure exactly what to do with my money because I went to my stockbroker and, and this company was you know on the internet and they were advertising and 
and all they do is the stock market. And then I talked to my realtor. He says, oh, man, you ought to buy some rental properties. The real estate market's great. And then I went to a dinner seminar, and, and they tried to sell me these things called annuities. They didn't say they were annuities, but uh, they ended up being annuities. And I went to my banker, and he tried to sell me a CD, and then, uh, you know, on and on. And and then uh, they, I said, finally, I went to my CPA, and the CPA said, don't do any of that. So well, then what should I do? And the CPA says, well, I can't tell you that. I'm not licensed to give investment <laughs> advice. And so it's like, oh, okay. So we get all this noise out there as to what you should be in. I'll add to that now. You know, somebody's going to, it used to be everybody's telling you to buy gold because the market's going to crash. Well, they were wrong. And then, and now it's crypto. I mean, everybody says, oh, yeah. you got to go buy crypto. Right. And put all your money in that. And so now the confusion is, is pretty high. And, and so these are products. So some of the tools can be products. Some, again, can be strategies. And so the products that most financial advisors can provide to you are these six. I'll, I'll list them out here. The first is a stock and bond market. And so that's that's a product that, that they can put you in. So a lot of financial advisors, that's what they do. The next is insurance annuities. These are a different product. Uh, the third is long-term care. The fourth, life insurance as an investment. The fifth, social security analysis. That's not really a product, but it, it is something most uh, financial advisors can offer. And the sixth one is some level of financial plans. And we're going to talk about financial plans later in the show. But these are the things that most advisors can offer. And you might have been listening to that and go, well, that sounds pretty inclusive. It's not. Okay, there's a lot more to talk about from things that you will need from your you know, proper financial plan. Most people anyway, not everybody, but most people with uh, significant assets are going to need a lot more than just access to stocks, annuities, life insurance, and an analysis of these. So as you said, stocks and bonds, you've got insurance annuities, long-term care, life insurance, social security, and plans. Beyond those, as you said, it's rather inclusive. What are some of the other tools in the toolbox that someone may need? Yeah, so now I want to talk about the next level of financial planning. And this is very difficult to achieve from most professionals out there. I mean, well, just, I'll just call it out there because if someone is selling annuities and that's all they do, they probably can't give you any tax planning or projections because they're not CPAs. If someone is trying to put you all in the market and uh, you answer the ad, you know, the, we hit annuities, you call them up and then they call you every day, they probably aren't going to talk about real estate with you. Okay, that's another area. If you go to, uh, you know, in, anybody out there, they're, they're probably not going to cover some of these areas. So I'm going to list these six areas out. Again, these are tools. If you had access to somebody that was really good at all these, your financial success is probably much more likely. So the six are, the first one is tax planning and projections. Really, CPAs can give that. They don't always do that because they don't understand the investment side. But tax planning projections, not anybody can do that. Just because you're an insurance license or stock market license, you know, uh, you're either broker dealer or whatever, you're not licensed to give authoritative tax advice. So the tax planning projections is the first one. The second one is real estate expertise. That is not something that a lot of people in the financial services arena talks about. And it's really important. A lot of people own real estate, like most of my clients, like pretty much all of them. Virtually all of my higher net worth clients own investment real estate. The third one is business succession. There's a lot to planning your the succession of the business that you own, uh, whether you're the buyer or the seller. The next one is trustee services. 
we work our whole life, we want to take care of other people other than ourselves, uh, we might need to set up trusts uh, either for, for that purpose or to protect assets or to protect them from income tax. There's many, many uses for that. Uh, the next one, the fifth one, is estate and legacy planning. Unless you plan on living forever or running out of money with your last uh, on the last day you live, uh, there's there's some estate or legacy issues. And the last one is advanced charitable gifting strategies. I said advanced because I'm not talking about a cash gift. I'm not talking about writing a check or dropping some money uh, in the basket. I'm talking about advanced charitable gifting strategies. So those are the six advanced tools in the toolbox. So Brian, it's obvious that here at Padrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans. CPAs, you do have a rather large toolbox with a lot of tools in them. But as you said, maybe some other advisors may have some or maybe all six of them. But I've discovered, at least in my experience, that many of the advisors, even though they have these tools, they really don't have a lot of experience in using them. They don't know how to use them. Well, it's interesting. As, as I read through this, I'm thinking, well, the first six that I mentioned, again, stock market investing, annuities, long-term care, life insurance, social security analysis, and financial plans. Those are my hand tools. Mm. My power tools <laughs> are the other six I talked about. Those are the, okay, tax planning, that's a power tool. Uh, if, you, if you understand real estate, passive real estate, active real estate, uh, cap rates, 1031 exchanges, Delaware statutory trusts, uh, opportunity zones, if you don't understand all of that, boy, you're, you're way ahead of someone that doesn't. Uh, business succession, uh, you don't know what to do with your business if you have one. Again, trustee services, estate and legacy planning, uh, the taxation around that, how to, how to get out of a lot of that tax uh, very easily in many cases. Uh, advanced charitable gifting strategies, those are my power tools. Those those are ones where it's more than just, hey, I've got something I could sell you. Here's what it can do. I could sell you the S&P 500. I could sell you an annuity that pays you a check for life. I could sell you a, a life insurance policy if you qualify. You know, that's okay. Those, that's, those are important tools in the toolbox. But when are they appropriate? That's where this, these other areas, when we're talking about the tax planning, the real estate planning, succession, trustee, estate planning, figuring all that out is, you know, when it's appropriate goes a long way to a proper financial plan. Brian, when you're building a house or, you know, you're doing a home improvement project, many times you have a carpenter and you may have a master carpenter who is a master at all these different tools. Would you say that the same applies to a financial advisor, that there are many different people who are experts in one tool, but there are very few who are actually master carpenters when it comes to financial tools? Yeah, I would say there's a lot of, you know, if you're out there, you you know that there's, uh, in the building house analogy, if I have a, a really good framer, I'm probably not going to have them do the tile work on my bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that it's not really a crossover. I wouldn't expect that they would have that. You know, ability to do that too. So you're absolutely right. It's it's very difficult to find somebody with all of these. Now, hopefully, you can uh, put together a team. But I have never, you know, when I was a CPA for my first 15, 20 years before I became a, a financial advisor. And I had never gotten a phone call from a stockbroker, even though I had, you know, we had tons of 
tax clients, and they should have called, you know, what's their tax situation? What's their bracket? Do they have any capital loss carry forwards before I sell this gain position? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I go on and on. I never got those calls. So generally, don't expect your CPA and your stockbroker and your insurance guy and your real estate person to be on the phone together ever or sitting in a room, you know, holding hands, singing kumbaya <laughs> as they uh, plan your future. It ain't happening in, in my experience. So you can put together a team that has all of these, but do they work together and do they agree on anything? I haven't really seen that, and that's why, yeah, you probably want to find somebody that can uh, do most of this, if not all. Well, if you've ever been to Ikea, you know the big massive store there, the big massive Swedish store, you know that it's so big and they've got these goofy instructions on all their furniture that's like, you know, little stick men that say, put the screw here, something like that. Very, very simplistic. And retirements are not simple. Retirement planning, of course, and wealth management is complex. There's a lot of complexity to it. And there's a lot of dynamic changes that can go on in retirement, a lot of cash flow management that has to go on too. And so you can't just rely on cookie cutter ideas. If you're interested in a financial planner that does have a rather large toolbox and knows how to use those tools once again, we invite you to consult the advisors here at Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. If you have at least $500,000 to invest and you would like a comprehensive, no-cost, no-obligation financial review, call 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA. You can also request your review online at madronafinancial.com. Time for a break, Brian. We'll be right back with more of Growing Your Wealth after this. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're we'll be talking about the needs of high net worth investors. And Brian, I have likened high net worth investors to, let's say, a powerful sports car, an exotic car. I mean, when you get into one of these cars or if you own one of these cars, let's say you own a Ferrari or something like that. You know that those cars require a different level of maintenance than your average car. They need to be tuned up quite regularly. You know, you drive them a, a month, they got to be tuned up again. And sometimes very expensive to do that. But they're in a different level. They're a different beast from your average automobile. And with investors, I would imagine that it's pretty much the same thing. And correct me if I'm wrong that the maintenance and the upkeep and, you know, just the general planning for a high net worth investor is much different than the average investor. Well, I like your analogy there, Jeff. Actually, that was a very good <laughs> analogy, in, in, in my opinion. Because, yeah, I mean, and we have you know rather high uh, minimums. And, and it's not because we don't think everybody doesn't deserve good financial planning. It's just that uh, our skill set is, is tailored towards people that have a lot of moving parts. You know, we, we are that master mechanic in, in your analogy, uh, as opposed to maybe the person that would change your oil down the street there. So, you know, there's very different kind of uh, approach to things because if, if all you need let's say somebody comes to me and they say well I don't have a lot of money to invest and I don't need any tax planning because it is what it is I don't own any real estate I didn't own a business I don't really need any trust because I'm just going to leave what little I have to my, my one child um, I don't have any estate tax issues. I don't have much of an estate, and I'm not very charitably gifting uh, inclined to give to charities. You want to be my advisor? I'd say, well, I'm not sure I really add a lot of value here. You know, because the things that I'm good at, uh, I want to be able to add value. I want to come to work and know that I'm making a difference for somebody. I know there's a lot of people that do need all of those things I just mentioned, or many of them. And so that's one of the reasons why we really focus on that. Uh, it's interesting. I recently was 
I'm a national coach to other financial advisors, and I was a keynote speaker on the East Coast recently to these advisors. And my talk was about how to help high net worth advisors. And the comments afterwards are, well, that was great stuff, but man, they, they scare the bejesus out of me <laughs> because they, they seem to know more about most of the topics they bring up than I do. I know everything about an annuity. Mm-hmm. I know everything about a stock market index, but I, I don't know the, the stuff that they know. They're, they, they're smarter than me. Yeah, that, I can see why that would uh, intimidate you. And, and they've come to the conclusion, no, I'm going to spend my time, my life, you know, doing lunch seminars, dinner seminars, and finding people with, with smaller, you know, we, they call it low-hanging fruit in the industry. Mm-hmm. Just the normal person that had a normal job and uh, Solomon annuity and, and call it good. And so that's what a lot of people's career is based on or have them move money to the stock market. Maybe you're an Edward Jones rep and, you know, you got people stopping in and they got X amount of money or whatever. And you say, okay, we'll put you in a diversified portfolio of mutual funds. Great. Okay, so that solves, I guess, what they had. But that's not really our focus here. So our focus here is going to be more on the high net worth investors because they do have tax planning projections. It's huge. It's a huge part of what they need help with, and it's not readily available for most financial advisors. Again, most of them own real estate, or they had a business, or both. Maybe their business owns a real estate. Certainly estate tax issues, and especially in the state of Washington, where we have a very low exemption. And legacy planning and trusts and, and opportunities there and setting up trusts outside of your state to gift to and, you know, gifting strategies, whether to charities or family members, whatever. Uh, there's all of this stuff can interplay. And that's where we, we really try and set ourselves apart. And, and as I mentioned, that's that's one of the reasons why we don't just take on anybody as a client, because if, if we aren't going to add a lot of value, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense. Brian, for people listening to this show who are unsure if they are a high net worth investor, how do you identify what a high net worth investor really is? Well, it's funny because everybody has a different opinion of that. I, I've had calls and when somebody announces right at the start, now I got a lot of money to invest. <laughs> I already know what's going to happen. And they'll go on and on and on and they'll tell me about that $10,000. Yeah. And then somebody on well, the next call will be somebody, well, I'm kind of small potatoes for you. And I go, oh, this is going to be good. And, you know, and then they'll say, I got $13 million or whatever. <laughs> everybody has a different opinion on what's a lot of money. In the industry, it's a, it's a term, high net worth investor, and generally speaking, from what I've seen, is uh, that generally means $5 million and up, and then ultra high net worth might be $20 million and up. And so these are the two areas that uh, certainly uh, we like to work with. We, we work with people that are certainly are not in that. Most of our clients are not. But when we do get somebody high net worth or ultra high net worth, that's where we get to take the gloves off and really get to work, you know, because that, that is, you know, with the CPA firm and, and everything that we do, uh, our expertise level being so broad, that's where we can really implement a lot of different uh, techniques to, to help these folks. Brian, in uh, past shows, we've talked about the toolbox here at Madrona Financial Services, and you've got a lot of great, good quality hand tools, but you mentioned those power tools as well, too. Do high net worth investors really require a different level of tool and power tools? And what are some of the power tools? Yeah, I've, I've had uh, people come to me and, and, and in that boat, you know, maybe they're worth $50 million or whatever. And, and they're, where have you been my whole life is, was my favorite comment from one of them. <laughs> I've been looking for someone like you forever. And, you know, whether it's me or any of the members of, of the team, any of the financial advisors, we all have the same resources. 
and all my advisors have access to me and the CPA firm and each other and so forth. And I, we're all on the investment committee together and so forth. But yeah, there's so many tools, like uh, even in the real estate area. And it's one thing to know about real estate and cap rates and help make good decisions on that. But it's another thing to understand 1031 exchanges, Delaware statutory trusts and opportunity zones and the nuances of different kinds of real estate, how they react in different markets. What's the risk reward scenarios for them? There's so much there that that you know I could talk all day just on that topic. Uh, maybe it's in the insurance space. You know anybody can sell you an insurance policy that's licensed to do so. But what if you need a fixed index universal life that has premium financing and you want it uh, not taxable to your state and you want it outside of your state in an irrevocable life insurance trust? You know these these more advanced topics. And okay, now gee that sounds great. Uh, more worried about interest rates going up. Great. We're going to buy an interest rate cap on the negotiated loan on the premium finance on the FIUL in the islet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just lost half my audience. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so having these more advanced strategies is critical and, and understanding them at a very deep level so that people can, you know, that they have lots of moving parts. Like I said, maybe they're selling a business and they need to have that discussion about, do I sell it internally, externally? What about the step up and basis if I sell it? What about if an installment sale? What about selling it uh, outside and and bifurcating my real estate from the goodwill of the the business? And what's the different tax rates on those, et cetera, et cetera. So these are very complex situations that uh, you don't want somebody that's going to fake it till they make it. You want somebody that understands this at a very deep level. And certainly uh, we have big advantage uh, with the CPA firm and, and all the experienced people we have here. Brian, does a person who has $5 million, $10 million require a lot more regular attention than someone that just has $1 million? Yeah, one of the things that I've noticed is that it's a long process. So the financial planning process can be very short for some people, and we set it and kind of set what we need to have and and then maybe do an annual review. But with a lot of my higher net worth people, uh, they're constantly checking in. And the advantage of of us managing the assets and and maybe doing the tax returns and and all of the combined stuff there is that we know who you are. We know what you got going on. We don't have to go, now, who are you? You have what? (laughs) Oh, you own some real estate? Oh, it's a second. You know, we don't have to go through that. We already know that. We've been updating your financial plan. We we got your tax returns. I can just call across the hallway and say, okay, do I have any capital loss carry forwards over here on their trust and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I can I can do that and have access to it. Any of my advisors can. So certainly that integrated approach that, that we we're able to enjoy here allows us to know the client because you're right. They will call a lot more often because things come up a lot more often when you have a lot more moving parts in your finances. Brian, I would imagine as well, too, for high net worth individuals that, uh, as you said, there are a lot of tools here, but I would imagine that there are some specific products or tools that pretty much only apply to people that are high net worth individuals. Yeah, certainly there's a lot of investments out there that are only available to accredited investors. So that's a million dollars net worth outside of your principal residence. And so that a lot of folks, you know, that, that we work with, most virtually all of them, can get those kinds of products. But uh, when you're getting uh, bigger numbers, then uh, really the tax piece becomes so important. Now, some of the most of the products are, are again, uh, I can offer to a lot of different people. But maybe a premium finance fixed index universal life it might be five million and up. Uh, if you want interest rate caps on those, it might be twenty million and up. A lot of uh, other products that used to be unavailable 
principles such as structured notes and, and other types of investments are now available to people with lower amounts. So it's not necessarily there's that many different products, but uh, some of the strategies that we would employ, like setting up trusts, you wouldn't set up a trust for $50,000. You wouldn't set up a charitable foundation for $200,000. You know, some of these things you just wouldn't do if the numbers are lower, but you might consider them if the numbers are higher. If you're a high net worth investor and you've got a busy schedule, you're looking for a financial planner who is going to have all the appropriate tools in the toolbox to make your wealth management what it should be, contact Madrona Financial Services for a comprehensive, no cost, no obligation financial review. Again, all the tools in the toolbox here specifically for high net worth investors. Call 844-MADRONA to get that review, 844-MADRONA, or you can request it online at madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We'll be right back with more of our show after this. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona Bundle of Services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we'll be talking about your annual cash flow in your retirement plan as it relates to your legacy plan. And Brian, I know that you've had a lot of clients here who have a pretty healthy cash flow. Many of them have more cash than they're able to spend in their lifetimes. And they want to know what to do with that cash insofar as leaving a legacy. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So one of the, you know, part of our process is we like to do a financial plan. So I can, you know, me and the other advisors, we can get a view of what you have, your assets, liabilities, what your commitments are going to be down the road, what your cash flow is going to be, your spending, inflation, taxes, all of that put together so we can you know determine the first thing you have to determine it's kind of like you're on an airplane they say you know put the oxygen on yourself first and then help others around you so the first thing we have to do is make sure you've got the oxygen the you've got the wherewithal to have a proper retirement based upon your spending what you want to spend because we ask not only how much do you spend but how much do you want to spend in retirement we'll plug that number in and see how it works and uh, very often we find with many people that w- because finances have been good, investments have been good, stock markets, real estate, everything seems to be good. A lot of folks are way ahead of a plan, uh, their own plan from just a few years ago. And they're going, huh, I'm in a really good spot. I've got plenty of money to invest. Uh, it's going to generate plenty of cash flow. I'm not a big spender. That's a, another common theme with a lot of my most wealthy clients. They're not very good big spenders. And so they're really good at saving money. They're good at making money. They're good at investing, taking appropriate risk. And they've done a really nice job with their, their financial plans. We do the financial plan. We show them and we show that their money's just going to go up, 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 up. Sometimes, though, Jeff, that creates another problem. And what is that other problem? The other problem is that then the discussion becomes, well, uh, uh, what's, what's it all for? What do you plan on doing with this money? You, you want to leave maximum amount to your kids? And they might say, very often they say, well, no, I, I don't want to leave them too much money. I want them to have the same work ethic that I had. You know, I'll, I'll do something for them, but I don't want to leave them too much. I said, well, you know, based on your low level of spending and your high amount of assets and cash flow and everything, uh, we're projecting to you to have, you know, X millions of dollars when you pass away more than you want to leave your kids. 
that's actually a problem for a lot of people that they're facing. They're going, oh, yeah, well, I don't want to just give my kids and grandkids millions of dollars. They're just going to quit their jobs. And, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what's going to happen with that? And so they're, they're at a place in life where they're going, what's it for? I, I keep trying to make money, and, and a lot of them are still working. They're working into their you know later years. Do you love your job? Well, not really. <laughs> well, then why are you doing that? You know. So these are the things, the non-financial considerations that we're trying to shake out here. So I often say, you know, well, uh, maybe you could start flying first class, or uh, maybe you want to buy a new car. Oh no, I'm fine with my old car, and I would never fly first. What a waste of money! I'm like. Yeah. Okay, it's a waste of money, but you've got a hundred fifty thousand dollar year cushion in your budget, so I, I'm not sure where to go with that. And like, oh yeah, I'm just not a spender though. I'm like, well, okay, you're a great saver. You you know you did that part right. So it's just interesting that uh, that becomes an issue. It's it's become more of an issue in the last couple of years than it has ever before because of how well markets have done and real estate has done, particularly in Puget Sound. But uh, it's just, to me, kind of interesting that that has become more and more of my conversation with clients than how do we have, you know, protect your money and how do we make enough for you to survive. They're way beyond that. Now they're going, what was it for? Brian, in a past show, you talked about a client who had more money than they could spend, and they were investing just for future generations. Can you give me a story of someone or an example of how you helped someone who has a pretty good cash flow cushion but wants to invest for legacy purposes? Yeah, I, I have had a lot of people uh, set up trusts and and put investments in you know for future generations where they're just going to have the income from it. For certain purposes, you can set up a trust where uh, you could say, well, it's only available to uh, particular people for maybe a down payment on a house or, or start a business or for cash flow in their retirement or whatever. What's also interesting is I've run into situations where somebody has a really good asset base and, and they want to leave money to their kids, but their kids were really successful too and have more money than the parents. <laughs> and, and now they're going, well, we don't need the money and our kids are going to have too much money. And 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 so, gee, Grandpa, uh, we don't know what you should do with your money because you don't need to leave it to us or our kids. And they're like, wow, that's something. So what I've left out of this conversation so far is is giving to charity. Now, sometimes I have run into some people with significant assets, and th- this was really a quandary for me. Significant assets, no children, and no particular charities of interest. Wow, that one that one set me back. Usually I have some kind of you know answer for someone. I, I did not know how to answer what to do with that person's money. You know, what was it for? That was a tough one. And now, I, I mentioned a lot of people don't want to give too much to their kids, but, you know, a lot of people are going to leave all their money to their kids. That's fine. Or to kids in charity. That's great. But where you don't have it either, <laughs> that gets a little more complicated. But certainly, there's a lot of great charitable gifting strategies out there uh, that, that we can employ in, in the case where you feel like you're leaving enough to your kids if you have them or, or you don't have kids. Uh, that's generally the go-to for the legacy plan. But the one thing I, I, I did want to stress is that, again, a lot of my clients need to spend more money, frankly. They, mm-hmm. they, they have the cash flow, and the, but they're just so used to saving, they, they can't <laughs> change who they are. Maybe they should go to that baseball camp that you, you talked about <laughs> earlier uh, at break here, there, there, Jeff. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, we were discussing at break as well, too, that planning for retirement isn't just about planning for the financial aspect of that. There is a lot more to it. There's a lot more to retirement than than that. 
because I've got a lot of, you know, I've, I've run into a lot of people that have, you know, plenty of money, but maybe they didn't have a, a plan for what they're going to do. And, and I just mentioned uh, what they're going to do with their money can be an, an issue, but what you're going to do with your time, is it going to be valuable? Is it going to be something exciting? I mean, I was talking, yeah, I was talking to you at break, and, and we're sitting here recording a radio show together in this cool studio of yours, Jeff, and it's really interesting, and we're, we know lots of people are going to be listening. You know, this, this kind of jazzes us up. It kind of gets us going. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people don't have that in their life, and, and you know, I, I spent 10 minutes watching daytime television recently. I just <laughs> Just about, just about. You oh, last, you lasted ten minutes. Are you I kidding could me? I barely, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, can you imagine doing this every single day?" Yeah. I, I just, I couldn't do it. And so, I, mean, I know we're just too driven for that. So, finding those those things that you're passionate about, uh, and a lot of it can be with charitable work. There's a lot of great charities out there. You can spend time. It just brings out the passion in people, helping other people. Such incredible opportunity to improve your life and the life of someone else. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's just your time. Maybe it's your talent. It could be any of those, or, or all of them combined. Uh, and I've, you know, a lot of personal experience with that. And so I just encourage people as you're thinking about your financial planning. We talk about numbers and, and money all the time on this show. But thinking about what it's for, where is it going to be? Where's it going to go? You've taken care of yourself. What are you going to do? What's you, what gets you fired up? What 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 generationally can make a difference? Mm-hmm. How you can help those around you, uh, all of this stuff so important in the non-financial aspect of financial planning. Well, Brian, as you said, this radio show is our way of giving back to our listeners. We really educate. We don't advertise here. And to that end, you know, I have heard it said that the only thing you take with you when you're gone is what you leave behind. For those people who are treating themselves maybe to a first-class airline ticket or maybe they're going to baseball camp or they're going on a trip to Europe or wherever and they want to leave something behind that is there long after they're gone, do you have any sort of charitable strategies that will help their name and their purpose live on long beyond the time that they're on this earth? Yeah, it's funny. I, I just told you, go ahead and take that first class ticket, but also, you know, spend time with your charity. I mean, sure. there's a balance there. And, and I think I, I guess we're talking about balance. And we all know that balance is, is key to successful life, uh, uh, pretty much. And so, yes, there's great charitable gifting strategies, donating appreciated stock, donating your IRA directly, uh, setting up a, a donor advice fund or, a, or even a private foundation if you have significant assets or a scholarship fund or endowment fund. Uh, there's all kinds of great strategies. In fact, we'll be coming out with a, a series of uh, videos that we've already recorded. They're, they're right around the corner and uh, on these t- topics. But uh, certainly um, all of these strategies can be used. But but the bigger thing is really figuring out what your plan is. What is your purpose? What's, what, what's driving you? And what will make you feel like the success that coincides with the success you've had with your finances. If you have questions about your cash flow cushion and how it relates to your legacy plan, once again, consult us here at Madrona Financial Services. Again, experts in this particular area. I think we can really help you get to where you want to be with your wealth management. Once again, the number to call 844-MADRONA, 844-MADRONA. You can also contact us for a financial review. If you have at least $500,000 or more, you're looking to hire a financial advisor, contact us at madronafinancial.com. You can email us from there. Time to take a break. Brian, we'll be right back with more of Growing Your Wealth after this. 
Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about the importance of a financial plan. And Brian, we were chuckling during the break there because I was talking about, do you ever have a client who comes to you? And, you know, they hear us talk about all the time that we're offering a complimentary financial review, otherwise a financial plan. Have you ever had a client come into you and sit down and go, Brian, I've heard you talk about this. The price is right, but I don't even know why I need a financial plan. So why would someone need a plan? It's really pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah, really simple. All this tax stuff. I, I learned in about a week and then it took me a, a weekend to figure out the financial planning part. So yeah, pretty simple stuff. No, no, it's 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 pretty deep sometimes. And if you want to do it right now, you can have garbage in, garbage out. And I've seen a lot of people, I, I don't really need a plan. I've got it here. I said, oh, what do you have? I, I have an Excel spreadsheet. And I'm like, okay. Uh, it says you're going to be worth $120 million someday and you're worth $2 million today. I'm like, yeah, I wonder if I have one of my assumptions not quite right in there. Yeah, you might. <laughs> oh, that 22% a year compounding number? Yeah, that probably isn't the right one. Uh, yeah, so a lot of people try and do it themselves, which can be okay if, you, if you're if you really good and, and you pick up on all the details. It's really easy to get these financial plans off because there's so many variables and you mess up a couple variables and, and the plan's not probably very good. But, uh, I, you know, I think most people would agree, you know, having a Financial plan is better than not having a financial plan, but you know the thing you might want to ask yourself is when was the last time I had one updated for me? So Brian, beyond the obvious, I mean, having a plan versus not having a plan obviously would be a no-brainer. But what are some of the other advantages to having a financial plan? Yeah, I'll give you some examples of what I've seen. So I've I've seen people uh, that have come to me maybe later in life. Or, or their their plan is that I say, well, how long do you want to work? Says, well, I don't want to work, but I, I'm going to work until I'm 70. And then why is that? Well, because I don't want to run out of money. So I'm going to work at a job I'm miserable at until I'm 70 to make sure I don't. That was my plan. Okay, I said, well, why don't we do an actual financial plan? And so we, we do that. We come back, and I go, okay, take a look at these numbers. Uh, I ran this with you retiring next year. Let's say they're 63 years old. And uh, retiring at 64, and this is what it looks like. And and they, what? And they look at it, and we go over all the, the assumptions and so forth and the increased rates and the taxes and inflation and everything uh, come to agreement there. And they go, Wow, I just na- didn't have any idea. You mean I could retire next year? That that just saved me six years of working at a job I hate in my sixties. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. So I think right there, that little story, which is real, um, that little story says uh, that person by getting a financial plan completely changed their life for the better. They got six years in their sixties that they're going to enjoy without having all this worry about running out of money. Uh, you know that they were just going to work forever, essentially for for them, and and they didn't have to do that anymore because of the financial plan. Conversely, figure what if it was the opposite? What if they said, I'm not retiring next year, and uh, it turns out that when I ran this, well, we had to run it with you working until you're age 70, because you're running out of money at about 73 years old if you retire next year. Oh, 
I'm glad I know that now. I was just about ready to tell him to take this job and you know what with it. So I'm like, I better keep my job. I, I didn't realize that, yeah, based on what you want to spend, you don't have enough. You're going to have to keep working a little bit longer. Wouldn't you like to know that before you quit that job and you can't get a job again and you're going to run out of money in your 70s and then what? Uh, I don't think your spouse would be too happy about that. I don't think you're going to be too happy about that. Uh, your kids probably don't aren't too happy about it when you move in with them. And so, you know, knowing what your retirement looks like, when you can retire, what your assets look like, then you can figure out what can my spending be uh, upon different retirement dates? What can my legacy look like? What if I want one higher and one lower and vice versa? What can that look like? So we can do some what-if scenarios. So I'm just giving some examples of why. Why I think in uh, financial planning, having a financial plan is so important. So, Brian, obviously a financial plan is very important for someone, but how do you go about creating a successful financial plan? Yeah, we have to get the, the variables right, uh, all the, the assumptions, too. So, uh, of course, we need to know your assets, liabilities, income. The toughest number that we ask for is your expenses. A lot of people don't know how much they're spending or how much they're planning on spending in the future. Now, we can already compute what we think income taxes are going to be, what inflation is going to be, maybe even an estimate, a low estimate of what we think your assets are going to uh, you know, accelerate at, how much they're going to go up in value over time, whatever percentage that is. Uh, we can do pretty good estimates of what we think Medicare supplement costs are going to be in the future. We'll plug those in. But the two things we need from our client is you need to tell us uh, an estimate of longevity. And if they don't, well, I don't know how long you're going to live. I have no idea. Okay, we usually use age 90. And we just run it out to 90, knowing that mo- a lot of people won't make it that long. But you know, if you can make it to, to 90, you certainly can make it to 80 uh, financially. And so uh, we'll run it to age 90. But yeah, expenses in retirement is a big one. And then uh, any future plans or, or future inheritances, you know, that, that's a tough one. I don't know how much we're going to inherit, but it's going to be at least a million. Okay, we'll plug in a million dollars down the road or whatever that may be. We might uh, plug in a particular retirement date and go, oh, this doesn't work too, too well or, or, gee, you can retire much earlier. Let's run it two different ways. So those are some of the data points that we're going to have. It's There's not a ton of them because a lot of the assumptions, again, like even Social Security increases. Well, we're not asking you what you think it's going to be. We're going to plug in something. It's going to be pretty low figure there and have a conservative plan here uh, prepared so that we know that it has a, a good chance for success. So there's, there is a lot of data points, but most of those we take care of, there, but there are certain ones that you need to provide for us. So as you said, you run these financial plans out to age 90, some people even maybe 100 for them, depending upon what their longevity is going to be. But when you do a financial plan, is this just one financial plan or is it the first of many financial plans? as things change. It's the first of many. Uh, So the first one we'll do is, here's where you are right now, based on what you told us. The second one might be, okay, well, you have a whole bunch of uninvested cash. You got a lot of money in the bond markets. You, you, You don't have any, you know, real estate or annuities or, you know, any of these other things, FIULs, whatever. 
we will do a second plan with some what-if scenarios. Well, what if you restructured your investments, you sold your rentals, you did DSTs, you did this, you did that. We can run a what-if scenario uh, using that. And then as time goes by, uh, we'll want to update that plan. Uh, certainly the plans we're updating now look a lot better than the ones that we prepared maybe two, three years ago because you know, account values are so much higher for so many people. And so then we update that over time. And, and anytime there's been a big life change, you might have said, well, I thought I was going to inherit a half million dollars you know, 10 years from now. It turns out I inherited $2 million one year after I did that plan. Okay, we better update that that plan for that, take that into account. So yeah, any, any big life changes uh, happen is certainly a good time to update a plan. Brian, I'm going to ask you the old $64,000 question here. What is the most important aspect of a financial plan, a successful financial plan, I should say? Um, I would say that um, accuracy of the uh, formulas is really uh, important because I've seen a lot of people do it on Excel, and it takes me about 30 seconds from, to point out what they missed. <laughs> it just uh, just doesn't work. There's t- that's why we spend a lot of money on our financial planning software because it's kind of like a tax you know tax software. Um, uh, you get you get one thing wrong, the whole tax turns messed up. Uh, same thing with this. So uh, having a, a proper program to do it and the experience to to know what to input, how to input it is really important just to get the data right. So I, I said, you know, and I mentioned garbage in, garbage out. Um, you can have 90% of the data right and have a completely messed up plan on Excel spreadsheets. It's really easy to get off on something like that. So uh, that that that's one place I would caution somebody that even thinks they have a... Now, I have had people call me, though, and and. and and say, yeah, I don't know if I need a financial plan. And I talked to him for a few minutes. And I go, well, you're worth $50 million. I know what you have. You you don't need a financial plan. You don't need me to tell you you're okay in retirement. Okay, some people don't need that at all. Uh, they already kind of know what they're going to do with their assets. But for most of us, uh, we need something. Brian, you touched on taxes there a little bit. Can you somewhat accurately predict what taxes and what your tax obligations are going to be in the future on this financial plan? Yeah, uh, I think we can. Uh, we generally use higher tax rates than are in place currently just to be safe. And so there might be something, yeah, I'm planning on selling my business in three years and my uh, commercial real estate, and I'm not going to do a 1031 exchange. Well, great. We know that, and we know that you have big gains in it, and we're going to plug in the taxes on those big gains. And so when they go, well, how come you're showing me selling something for a million dollars and you only show me keeping you know 600000 I said, well, taxes. Oh, yeah. I didn't have that on my Excel spreadsheet. I just, I'm going to sell something for a million. I get a million, right? Well, not not after taxes necessarily. So that's the kind of thing. And, and certainly even something like, I'll bet no Excel spreadsheet has the future required minimum distributions and the taxes associated with that, that at your highest marginal rate into the future years. So yeah, these are things that are built into our program. So, Brian, obviously, we're sold on the importance of a financial plan. Who do you offer financial plans to here at Madrona? Yeah, so one thing we offer is a financial review off the top uh, so we can kind of get to know 
a little bit about your finances, see if it makes sense to continue the conversation uh, to those folks with uh, $500,000 of investable assets that are considering hiring a new financial advisor. So we want to kind of review what you have with you, just kind of get a sense for, for whether, again, whether it makes sense to have further conversations. Once we determine that it does, then we can do that free financial plan, which is a very comprehensive thing uh, done by my staff and reviewed by the advisor. And that's where we would go over and we might do a secondary one with some just some observations on some potential recommendations just to start that process going. So from there, we can we really have a good sense of uh, where you're at, where you're going and so forth. So it starts with a financial review, uh, hopefully leading to a financial plan. And then if you become a client, then we'll provide those updated financial plans as years go by. So once again, we ask that you have at least $500,000 or more in investable assets for that financial review. We'll do the review for you and then that may lead to a plan. Once again, if you're looking to hire a new financial advisor, maybe you're not happy with the advisor you have. Maybe you do not have a financial plan and you want someone who can do a comprehensive one for you. Contact us here at Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA, 844-MADRONA. You can also request your review and your plan online at madronafinancial.com. Brian, out of time for this week. Want to thank you for your time. Want to thank our listeners as well, too, for spending time with us. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Get out there. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes.